What's up, sweetos? Tonight's episode is brought to you by Dormy Golf Workshop. Dormy Golf Workshop was created by PGA Canada members and brothers Jeff and Todd Bishop. Born and raised in Nova Scotia, Jeff and Todd have traveled the world playing the game they love and have since landed back in Nova Scotia. Through all of their worldly golfing experiences, the dust has settled, and now they offer you this, a handmade leather product that'll rock your socks. Dormy offers U.S. Open covers, custom covers, NHL covers, U.S. and Canada theme covers that are must-have accessories for golfers. Dormy Head Covers was created with the intention of bringing fellow golfers really cool covers and allowing the customer to be involved in the creative process. Real custom leather products that are a hole-in-one. Use code BLHC for free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. For more information about Dormy Workshop, visit their website at dormyworkshop.com. That's dormyworkshop.com, D-O-R-M-I-E workshop.com. You can also follow them on Instagram and Twitter under their handle, at Dormy Workshop. And down there in the middle, we got Johnny Shay Shay Shaver of the Maples. What's up, man? What's up, man? What's up, Shaver? And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark the Doctor Morley. Oh, Doctor. Hey, fellas. Very special guest sitting in with us tonight. Uh, we have a guy that played 14 seasons in the NHL with the Detroit Red Wings, played on multiple different USA hockey teams, including the Sochi Olympics team back in 2000, I think, 18, or no, wait, 14. And uh, we have Jimmy Howard tonight. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming on, man. Glad to have you. My pleasure. Jimmy, thank you for uh, helping us get John on. We've been trying for months, and uh, thanks for helping us get Shaver on. Oh, it's even better that we got him on video. Last time it was, you know, all done by phone. So now that he's on video, he's got to kind of behave himself. Yeah. Yeah, He's keeping the chin up, up, you know, I got the camera folks. This is just not a good angle at all. (laughs) (laughs) So Jimmy, a little hanging out these days, some coaching your kids, what's happening? Uh, Coaching my kids. Uh, Right now, well, I took over beginning of the new year for uh, head coach for my oldest son, James's hockey team, the uh, Oakland Junior Grizzlies, and I'm an assistant for... uh, my second oldest child boys team, the uh, uh, same thing, but Oakland Junior Kodiaks. They haven't quite graduated to the Grizzlies, but uh, um, I mean, same organization and everything like that. So it's 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 a, been a lot of fun. Like it's my hockey fix now that I'm retired. So uh, they drive me a little bit batty, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, like I I, I tell them like. I'm here for you guys. I want you guys to all get better. And uh, so far it's been, you know, a good, really good transition. How, how does that work, Jimmy, when you go into uh, hockey arenas and barns? Do you kind of wear the sunglasses every once in a while? Or uh, 
No, only when I go downriver here in Detroit. So yeah. downriver, downriver here in Detroit is considered like the south part, like south of seventy. You know, south of the city seventy-five. That's where you want to keep the sunglasses and uh, <laughs> keep a low profile. Uh, I remember one time uh, it was when James first started playing. He had uh, he had like a day term in Brownstown, which is out by, you know, Detroit Metro. You guys have no idea <laughs> what that is, but then probably neither do the listeners. But when, when you go down that way, uh, you got to expect to just get hounded. And that's exactly what happened. Well, playing for Detroit, you got to expect that, goalie. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> up, up where we live in, you know, the suburbs, uh, like, it's it's not like <laughs> <laughs> like, no, people people are used to seeing guys, all the athletes out and about. But you go downriver, they don't they don't get that specialty of you know too often. So you got to be prepared. Nice. I was gonna say we, so we know your main coach eight U's, but uh, you know we don't we don't have to uh, we don't have to worry that much at all. What's so, that? Are you? I was gonna say we some of us have coached eight U's. Uh, eight and unders. Yeah. So we know what the the pain is for for dealing with the young kids. Oh fuck yeah! Never like that. You know, you don't have to. We certainly don't have to hide who we are. <laughs> yeah, it's like trying to corral cats or kittens. Yeah, on these, you know? Hey, working with you know the 2011 team out here. So ten years, like I tell them every single day. We're working on listening skills. We're not just working on hockey skills. We're also working on listening skills. I need to work on that, too. Focus, focus. Yeah. <laughs> just get a pocket full of Adderall and fucking feed them to the kids before practice. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are, you missing the, uh, are you missing the game of hockey and playing and putting the pads on and shit like that? I mean, the first year you haven't done it in, what, I don't know, 30-some years? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I knew when I was uh I knew when I was done, it was the second first or second week of December and I was out with my goalie coach and I was like, This sucks. I was like, I'm sick and tired of getting hit by pucks. Like and that's when I knew it was fine. Like I mean that's probably a telling sign, like you should probably hang them up. You're sick and tired yeah. of getting hit by pucks. So I talked to him after the practice that day, and then I went home and proceeded to hang my stuff up to dry, and then it went from the garage locker to the basement storage. Mm. Hop in here whenever you want, Shaver. Feel free to talk. Let me just ask a quick question. I was going to ask Shaver if he's skating. Uh, no, no Jimmy, what do you what do you think is going to be the next no step, man, for you now that you're uh, <laughs> retired? Like, what do you what do you see like your future as, man? You want to get into coaching at like a higher level than your kids, or like what's what's the plan? No, I don't plan on going higher than my kids. It's too much damn work. I mean, those guys are stuck behind a computer screen twenty four seven. Like, it doesn't matter if you're at the junior level, uh, the American Hockey League, uh, college. Yeah, child. Those guys are stuck behind the computer twenty four seven, and you know they're also out scouting all the time. So I feel like my schedule would become even more hectic than it was when I was playing. So the whole part of 
being retired is to be able to enjoy yourself and enjoy your family and your kids. Like I, I don't see, you know, that happening in, in that aspect, uh, you know, jumping into, you know, that type of position. So right now, um, you know, I got some options out there, but, uh, you know, I haven't really collected, I guess you can say. So, uh, Right now, I'm just enjoying, you know, being a dad, enjoying being, going to the rink with both my boys and, you know, just being around the family. Yeah. You're having you're a birthday kids, here right? soon, right? You're, almost, you're, you're having a birthday here, ripe old age of yeah. 34, 35. Yeah. Getting yeah. old, Jimmy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Getting up there in age. <laughs> You have four kids, right? Four boys, older boys. Yeah, our youngest just turned one yesterday. Nice. Yeah. I think last time we were on the show, you were telling us, I don't know if it was the last time or the time before, but you were telling us how you were at the uh, plant at Augusta when your wife had one of the kids. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. You were like sneaking your cell phone. Yeah, Peg's in the ground, and she was born (laughs) the same time. Oh, pretty wild. I need another shot at that. I need another shot at that. Yeah, that's a good Without that chest on me. Yeah, yeah, it would definitely fuck up your game. Shaver, what are you doing these days? You playing hockey or what? Uh, yeah, we, hockey uh, and well, every are Monday you? night. I mean, I think. Uh, Didn't oh. Ken just cancel on you and you guys were still at the bar? We played the Phantoms Monday night because they didn't want to drive in the snow. So uh, we went down to Hosmer's, got polluted. Uh, I ended up with a hat trick. So it was a good night. <laughs> go. Nice. So, you, so it's it's the your league's not playing. You're just kind of like meeting up with teams and yeah. No, we've, we've literally played the Sergis team since November every single Monday night because they don't have anywhere they can skate. So we just have them come over here. Because they're a good group of guys, and we have a game every Monday against them. How many slashing penalties have you gotten? Have I gotten? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you have to wear masks when they skate. Are, you guys have to wear masks at all, or you just give it? No, no, that's because they all play at the colleges. No, you have to skate too hard to slash people. Now I'm 41, so uh, I just get the puck and shoot it, and then hit the bench. You look like the fighter there in the, in the top right corner. Are you the, the fighter right on the team? Yeah, 0 and 23. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got that ugly face. But we do uh, got some Canton guys in there. Yeah. That's that's Matt probably Murray. why we won. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Now, tell squirrel. us his position again. What, what do you play? Uh, squirrel was the third line center, and we only ran two lines. Makes sense. He did have his his North Country jersey that he wore, uh, won the national championship in. So I had nothing. He he sleeps with that still. Yeah, he told me. I saw him at a golf tournament with it on too. I said, bud, it's 85. Let's fucking. Is that true, though? Is that true? He didn't win the national national championship in that picture that you were talking about. He's one of them, yeah. Yeah. Did North Country Community College like they wear mittens on the glove on the ice? Yeah, but one year they won the national championship. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. Scotty Williams, Chris Spicer, and him were all on that team. Scott Williams from Augsburg. Yeah, he's in the picture too. Oh, okay. They were all on that team together. Nice. Huh. 
No, word. Speaking of uh, colleges, Jimmy, uh, the Pat's uh, nephew is playing at Maine right now. JD Greenway uh, is a defenseman there uh, this year. Is a senior year, the year, right, Pat? Super senior. Um, he's like his uncle. Super senior. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're not playing too much up there, but they're doing okay. They started off strong, but it's just been a screwed up season and. Um, well, it's been tough for them because they constantly have to travel. They have to yeah. play at home because the state won't allow them to have more than 50 people in the arena. So right, have two teams in there. That's 60 people right there. So, Yeah, it's been a tough season tough. for all you know college players. It kind of sucks for him because, like I said, he's – this is his uh, last year of college and hoping to, uh, you know, crack a squad in the AHL, hopefully. But uh, um, I don't know how that's going to work out. But, yeah, it's been tough. Marley's. But he, Marley's, hopefully. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Jimmy, you, you is this the ring you got? I never got a ring. You never got one? What? No, I, uh, I didn't play enough games that year. And I never uh, – Never dressed in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I was the third stringer, but I didn't get a ring. But you know what? The trade-off was a day with the cup, and I'd much rather have that. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure, and you brought that back to the Berg, right? Yeah, brought that uh, OFA Academy and the uh, the gym there. So, yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun to be able to bring it home, bring it down to the, uh, the green belt and let the uh, – the whole North country come and celebrate it. And then, you know, of course I had to go to the place, right? Shaver. And then, That's right. Uh, it down. <laughs> I, I, I used to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my nephew, uh, or my brother's kid, I think was a baby at the time. He's got a picture of him sitting in the cup. So he oh, did, nice. definitely uh, made some dreams come true there for sure. And I know you've uh, done some things for the minor hockey there too. Bought them jerseys a number of times for the minor nice. hockey association in, in Ogdensburg. Um, giving back to those those young kids. So that's cool too, man. I know they well, appreciate that shit. Yeah, I mean, those kids, um, you know, they deserve it. So, uh, you know, to be out there skiing, working hard every single day, working for Coach Shaver as he pounds his beer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They deserve to look the part. So, you know, that's the best part, being yeah. being in the position that, you know, I'm able to, you know, have contacts and, you know, with Shaver, you know, helping out as well. It, you know, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys uh, – any of you guys catch the uh, – um, How often do you get game? up this way, Jimmy, these days? you get up – No, very, very often or not? No, not often at all. Not often enough. So I would like get up there. I'd like to get back there more, but now, you know, since uh, we have a lake house back in Maine, like normally it's, oh, really? it's a drive through. Hi, but <laughs> gone. Stay on uh you know, way. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last time you came was for a golf tournament and it was a pretty solid forty hours. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Hey, would you get? Did you guys watch the outdoor game, Jimmy? I know you played in an outdoor game. What'd you guys think of that out in Lake Tahoe? What was it? Uh, it was kind of cool, but the uh, uh, the delays kind of sucked big time. But uh, I mean, Jimmy, what'd you the think? The first one got you know extremely tough because you know they play the first period. You can tell that the ice is 
just baking in that sun. But I mean, that experience that you guys just showed of me playing at the, the big house with the wings sucked. It was yeah. so cold. <laughs> it was, you know, the snow was coming down. It was just brutal conditions. And, you know, it, it's a great memory to have to share with, you know, all my family and friends that were able to come out. Awesome. But other than that, it blew. <laughs> like, were you there, John? Yeah, I, I have yeah. a bed. Yeah, it sucked. We like, I, like, I remember, like, it was five minutes into every single period, like, my helmet was freezing in my head. My equipment was freezing. Like, I couldn't oh, feel my God. clothes. Like, couldn't drink any water because the water bottles would freeze. Like, How it cold was it? Uh, it, was 12, it was 12 degrees at puck drop with a wind chill of minus four or five. Oh God! So it was it was brisk, but your your pads looked a little stiff there. Ah, uh, <laughs> I remember what I remember going to the bench in the period of that game. Finally, for finally a delayed penalty for you know for us to go on the power play, and I get to the bench and I sit down. I was like, I don't want to go back out there. <laughs> I don't want to go back out there. I was like. Fuck, boys, it's like fucking Barbados here. Like, <laughs> got the heat on, it's coming out, you know, through the vents and everything. I was like, Peter, go ahead. <laughs> but, Shaver, uh, what was it like as a fan, Shaver? I, I've never been to one. I don't think any of the guys here on the podcast have. Um, what was it like, like drinking beers? You had to piss all the time. It had to be just annoying. No, no? because no? I can say I was at the game where the most people ever attended an NHL game. And okay. people always say, hey, that's well, awesome. They never got the official count. We'll just say it was the most. It was 105. What? No, they never got the official count because they couldn't keep track because people were coming in after the second period. So, so, so it could have been more. Official count? Or? What's that? It could have been more. You think, or yeah, it could have been more than 105, but they never got an official official tally because the weather was so bad. People getting there, ah. yeah, so they just assumed that it was a uh, 105. So I, I was going to say, Jimmy, I saw the first game I ever saw outdoors. Marty Turco wore a toque over your your helmet over his helmet. You didn't think to have a some sort of hat or anything like that. I think that's just for show, isn't it? You know what? That was a dumb warm-up. I should have done it. I mean, Bernie, Bernie did it. My, you know, my buddy, you know, slash colleague for a couple of years, and he said it helped. But that was a dumb mistake on my part. But I, you know, growing up, I always wanted to go to Michigan. I wanted to play for the Michigan Wolverines. I finally had a mask that had you know the three lines down the back and everything like that. So I had to show it off. You know, the ego got in the way. Okay. <laughs> nice. You liked it though, Shaver? You had a good time? Wasn't, uh, I guess basically just saying I was there was cool, but we fucked up because <laughs> when we went, when we got there, we each drank a beer and then we went in and we're like, we'll go in, check the situation out, and then go back out and party. The lady that took our tickets didn't tell us that once you come in, you cannot ah, come out. Fuck. So we were in there, and they were still putting, like, fucking the seat warmers on the seats. I had photos of no one in the big house <laughs> except for me and the three guys I went with. 
So we were 12 hours outside in eight degree weather. <laughs> we, it, it sucked. It was fucking brutal. I just stood like a fucking wooden Indian for fucking the whole game. Like it went into a shootout. People are like freaking out. Like I'm just like, get me the fuck out of here. So it went into I, shootout. Yeah, I'm that's glad, awesome. I'm glad I was there to say I was there, but like, they're like, hey, would you ever do that again? I'm like, zero chance. There's fucking. Oh no really? Oh, no, no, absolutely not. You never it, go to an outdoor game again, eh? Maybe like in Barbados or something like that. But <laughs> well, you know, they were supposed to have one here. Rob and I are in Raleigh. They're supposed to have one here. The Hurricanes yeah. and uh, I forget who uh, at. That would be a little warmer, right? That would probably be a little more tolerable. So I would, I would do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I know how they're going to keep the ice cold here. Ah, fuck! You'll get that generators. I'll be there. They did it. They, they have, did it in LA. Yeah, I was going to say they had one in LA. Listen, yeah. if there's any way to keep the UFA rank cold, man, that place was always hot as hell. Yeah, <laughs> that was to slow you guys down. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy, fucking puddles all over the god. Yeah, Mike. Where are you? <laughs> Fucking skating in what? sand. <laughs> Jimmy, wasn't wasn't the uh, outdoor game or one of the outdoor games when they introduced the uh, Olympic team? And maybe I'm wrong, but I thought they brought you up for like announcing the the Olympic team or some shit. No, am I wrong? That was the same game. Was that the game? Yeah. So that that transpired. So I got the phone call like the day before the game, saying that I was being selected to. The Olympic team, so I got to share that with just my family. So that was pretty cool. And then I didn't, I didn't know that they were going to do this big announcement of both, you know, U.S. and the Canadian from that game. So like it was me, JBR, and I forget who the third guy was, but uh, yeah, like. We go out there, you know, another hot lap, wave to the fans. Hey, how you doing? As everyone's just exiting out of the building, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and sure, then we go all the way across in our equipment. I was still there. Seven <laughs> weeks, Eddie O, Catherine Tappen, <laughs> and the bus ended up leaving me. <laughs> like, I had to like thankfully like Nicholas from Thomas Holstrom you know stuck around there um you know having a couple of sodas after the game and you know they were able to drive me back to uh Plymouth where I was able to pick up my vehicle so yeah otherwise I would have been stranded in Ann Arbor with the rest of the 100,000 people trying to get out of there yeah <laughs> crazy <laughs> and Traver. Jimmy, Jimmy, talk about your uh, first NHL game. I, you were out there with some of the uh, best players that yourself and all the guys here uh, grew up watching uh, mm -hmm. for the Detroit. Like, how was that? And now that you're retired, and those guys have been retired for a little while, like, like that's just unbelievable for me that you were on the ice with those guys. It's fucking awesome. Uh, I'd be lying if I say it wasn't nerve-wracking because it was. Uh, but I, I didn't have the nerves. You shave your all right? Moving around. Get a frosty. Pepsi. Distracting. Freaking this time. But uh, I mean, I wasn't nervous for the game because, luckily, for me, like 
leading up to my first game, I spent like the first month and a half with the team. So I got to know everyone. Like I got to know Shani, I got to know Steve, Kelly, um, you know, Chris, Chris Osgood. Uh, I got to meet, you know, all these future Hall of Famers. Yeah. Uh, you know, right after training camp because Ozzy was out with a brain injury. So I got to stay. So I practiced with him every day, trained, you know, this and that. And then I got sent down to the American League. And I was literally in Grand Rapids for three weeks. And then Manny got hurt. Go out and West Coast swing. Ozzy never does well in San Jose. Sure as shit. And get shelled for seven. Babs is pissed. How are you starting the next game? <laughs> so it was in it was in LA and you know, out there for pregame skate. Of course, Chelly goes out there, breaks. It was at least two panes of glass. It shattered him with slap shots. So pregame skate gets delayed, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Then we get out, we do, you know, do our thing and go back to the hotel, pregame meal. Nap. Everything's going normal. Wasn't all that nervous. Was just gonna go out there and do my thing. Out there for you know pregame warm up. You know seeing all the fans. You know filling in and everything like that was you know so cool. But after Babs came in, gave his pregame uh, speech. We're all lining up to go out the door. Stevie walks over and was like, oh, "Congrats! This is the first of many, kid. But you better not fucking lose tonight." <laughs> and that's that's when the cheeks puckered up a little bit and i was like oh my god <laughs> like, you know like he's a superstar he just told me better not lose tonight so you know fortunately you know the guys played really well in front of me and we won four two so that was yeah, that was my first NHL game experience. Wasn't expecting that to come out of Stevie's mouth, but. <laughs> Chelios was probably ripping those slap shots with a wooden stick, too. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> packs on. <laughs> That's awesome. There, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, is there a, uh, like, a particular guy that you played against that just had, like, a heavier shot than anybody else that just kind of fucking – hurt the shit out of you ever or what anybody that just kind of like stands out to you that their shot just kind of was a little bit more uh, heavy than others well who do you think i'm gonna say <laughs> no no before you say anything before you say anything let's try to guess Not labels. i'm gonna say Not who am i gonna say uh i'm gonna say ovechkin no that's what no. i was gonna say uh give me one more guess um <laughs> the multiple choice. Uh, Chara? No. On your t on Detroit's team or a different team? No, a different team. God. I mean, there's some amazing plan. Shaver. And what team? No, say that again. Right. Uh, too many years for me to try and narrow shit down. What year? All right. Play for Nashville is not a captain of uh, Montreal. Shea Weber. Shea yeah. Weber. Oh, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you get a stinger from him? Uh, just when you see him line up for a one-timer, you <laughs> pull your eyes. either hits the glass or the back of the net. Uh. 
Like, you do not want it to hit you. Whatsoever. <laughs> like, because they're 235 pounds behind that, and it's just coming. Like, Char is too big. Char is never going to get a chance to get, you know, his big shot off unless it's in, you know, a skills competition. That's you know, true. Where you get to big wind up, able to skate in from center ice on the puck. That doesn't happen, you know, in a game. Sure. Weber, he's six foot. Is he six three or six four? We'll say six three. Like, I don't know. He's tall. He packs. The puck, what's it? What's right? an inch? You know, Pat's been saying that his whole life. I'm what's six that? three. I'm six three. So <laughs> on the scorecard, <laughs> so he, he packs the puck. Like right? when he catches it, that thing is humming. Mm. You just pray it doesn't hit you. Nice. Yeah. I don't know how you, you think like the new you honest. think the new sticks like when they went you know you were transitioned from the, the yeah. wooden sticks to the aluminum sticks to the whatever they are now fucking composite, composite. fiberglass composites yeah is there a big difference in the speed hundred percent I mean you've got fourth line guys now that when I first started you know fourteen years ago you didn't even care about. <laughs> He's not gonna score on me with that. <laughs> now, now they can all you know whip it at you. So like you're constantly you know having to do your due diligence on guys you know hands what what hands they shoot and everything like that. So you know where they're on when the, when they're out on the ice. You know where they are and like it's these guys these young kids now. They eat, sleep, and breathe hockey. Yeah. Like, that's that's all they do. And, you know, kudos to them because they've taken the game to a new level. But, I mean, with the new technology and everything like that, like, it, it's just amazing to see, like, you know, a guy like Connor McDavid go down, you know, dipsy do, hey. But you've got fourth-line guys now that can, you know, do it as well. So, and fire just as hard. Yeah, squirrel probably uses helps out squirrel shot right, Shaver. Uh, he, he was he still using uses <laughs> Skinner's Sherwood fifty thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I when I played with Shaver in college, uh, so he can't. And uh, I had the old Easton, uh, Golden Easton, with the blades that you put in the back. Uh, Shaver, you remember Travis Nelson? He used to have like fifteen. Yeah, and he Blades cut the toe off the stick. Right, right, right. It was shaved so that it, it was pointed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had fucking he had hands like feet, but he could see the top. <laughs> whatever. It, it was just funny to go from the since we've been kids playing the wood to the you know the east ends to the now graphites and what Jimmy just said that fourth liners now. They actually, you know, increase their shots and speeds. It's crazy. The whole the whole NHL is just so much faster now, and the shots and the speed of the game, and uh, it's unreal. Dougie Gilmore said something the other day or tonight. I think he got introduced before the Maple Leafs game. Um, something about how would you uh, defend an Austin Matthews? And he said, "Oh shit, back in my day, I just wrap my stick around him and pull him towards me. Yeah, <laughs> slow him down." Yeah. Can't do that. Not anymore. It's a little faster. Yeah, you see, the best release in the NHL. 
Oh, unreal. Un- unreal. Hit the well, post tonight. It is like he can snap it off from any position. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's a, a P to where you yeah. want to go. Like, trust me, you scored plenty of goals on me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let it fly. What do you think, Jimmy? Is if you if you had a franchise, let's say you owned a franchise, you're a GM or Shaver. This question for you too. Um, who would you take, uh, uh, Connor McDavid? Would you take Connor McDavid if you had the choice to build your franchise or an Austin Matthews? Are those the, do we get to, Are those the only two we get to choose from? Well, it's just I think those. <laughs> I think those two are you know too bad. Anybody, anybody you want, anybody. Yeah, want. anybody I'm want. Uh, right. I'm taking Nate McKinnon. Ah, okay. That's a good choice. That's good choice. How about you, Jimmy? I'm going to head south. I'm taking Victor Hedman. Oh, okay. Yeah, the defenseman. Yeah. Defenseman. <laughs> Ten goals in the playoffs last year. He is a beast, man. That guy, yeah, whenever you watch a Tampa Bay game, man, that guy's fucking insane. Yeah. Controls the game for sure when he's on the ice. And my second pick is Zach Wawinski. Ooh, little Columbus guy. Nice. Yeah. He's, uh, Jack Eichel's probably going to be going somewhere soon. Fucking Sabres. Uh, oh, I don't know what's going on. Don't get me started, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that they're going to trade him, right? I mean, Buffalo's done stupider stuff. There's but plenty of ways they'll trade him. They're, I mean, look at what they did. They got rid of O'Reilly. He won a cup. They got rid of Bogosian. He won a cup. They get rid of Eichel. He's going to win a fucking cup somewhere. <laughs> yeah, now we got two St. Lawrence County boys that won the cup. We got Jimmy and uh, Zach. Let's get Greenway up there. We're actually talking, you know, Jordan Greenway is my uh, nephew, Jimmy, and I was telling him last night, I was talking to him that uh, you were coming on tonight, and uh, he played with you over in the world, right? He yeah. played with you a little bit. He was talking about that, and, you know, he was at BU at the time, and uh, just how, like, Johnny Gaudreau and Eichel and all those guys treated him over there. It was, uh, you know, they knew he didn't have any money. He actually said that uh, – uh, he went over there with like 140 bucks and he was trying to like, <laughs> he was trying to, you know, conserve that at the best he could, like bringing food from the, the USA's meals back to the room so he could eat it later. But when he would go out with you guys, everyone was handing him, you know, a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars. He said, I went back, I went back to BU with seven thousand dollars. coin, but it was, uh, you definitely handed him the beer or something. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He went back to BU with like six six thousand five hundred dollars or something. He said he just kept it. <laughs> I'm not sure you're supposed to say that out loud, but yeah. <laughs> we must have won a lot of lot of card matches then. Yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, but, <laughs> those guys, those young guys, they they played cards all hours of the night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Fortnite be the chaperone, and I was like. Flash, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they're in their hotel rooms. They're not, you know, they're not out and about. So yeah, I got a question for you about the the game today's game. Um, what did you think about the the three on three overtime, and then all the shootouts that they have now, and how much pressure comes down to the goalies to uh, win this win the tight games and the shootout? As a goalie, I think it's awesome. Like I always, I love the shootouts. Even even when they weren't going well, 
because it was your time that it was your time to score a goal for for your team, right? Like I've never experienced scoring a goal, being a goalie. Never had the balls to shoot it, you know, two hundred feet. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that was sort of my you know moment to you know to be able to shine. Like now, you didn't see it really early on when they did three on three. Just like a you know. It was a horse race back and forth, you know, down the ice, which was a lot of fun to watch. Now, I, now you see like everyone's possessing the puck, everyone's you know coming back to winning, uh, making sure that they're get a good change and, and stuff like that. So you, you can you can go on on the offense and you know try to catch the you know the players that are out there for too long. So, I mean, you got coaches, they're constantly scheming, <laughs> constantly. Like, their their faces are behind a laptop or desktop 24-7. Like, they're constantly thinking about it. So, I, you know, one thing about 3-on-3 three three was supposed to open it up and, you know, see the skill displayed in the NHL. Now the coaches have figured out, you know, how to shut that down. So, I mean, it's yeah, like it's ah, it's so tough because I mean, as a fan, like I love watching hockey probably just as much as all you guys. Like I love when I start seeing the tracking back and forth, like, chance after chance after chance, like goalies, you know, you know, making a save, pushing the puck out, you know, to spring someone else. Like that's fun. Yeah, like five on five hockey. Boring. <laughs> it's, it's gotten so bad. Like, dump the puck in. Face it down. Face it back into your own end. Like, dump it in. Cycle, cycle. Oh, cycle, cycle, cycle. Find someone in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing that gets me, Jimmy, and, you know, as a goalie in NHL now is the goalie interference and, um, you know, we're, we're all old school guys here. I'm still, you know, um, you know, some of the penalties I think are just absolutely ridiculous, but that's the way the NHL is moving, whatever. But what do you think about some of the goalie interference? You're kind of, you know, you know, the same age as us, kind of old school hockey. You, you've gone through the whole um, old school to the new school. Um, some of the goalie interference, is it kind of weak calls or do you like those calls? Do you like, you know, if they brush into your glove, and, you know, some of the calls, you know, like the goalie wasn't going to make the save, but uh, the player did touch him. Um, so there's a no goal. What, what do you have to say about that? Well, I loved them when they went my way when I was. Yeah, playing. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I need all the help I can get out here right now. These young guys. But uh, listen, I think goalie interference should be pretty cut and dry. If you impede a goalie from making the save, then it should be no goal. Yeah. Like, I I believe you're both entitled to the ice, but if the goalie gets there first and then the player, you know, brushes up against him or impedes him in any what way of him stopping a shot that's going in that, then it's no goal. Like, I mean... Yeah, it's cut and dry. Cut just, and dry just, right there. Like, yeah, just, just some of them, it's so like, uh, you know, one 
I guess it's up to the referee, in my opinion. Like sometimes they call it, sometimes they don't. It's I think they just got to do a little better at uh, um, you know. I, I don't know how you do that. I, well, there's there's no like each referee, you know, is going to decipher it different than the next. So, I mean, you also get Toronto involved. Like when, yeah, right. when you're on the headset. So now you've got a third party involved in the game. Yeah. Other than two two officials. So like each, you know, set of officials that you're gonna have are gonna have a different outlook on what goalie interference is. Yeah. Like it's just gotta be cut and dry. Like if the guy interferes with the goalie from stopping the shot from going into the net, then it should be no goal. Now, goalie, if you look at the video and you're like, guy has no shot in how it's stopping. And the first one that comes to mind that just happened like a week or two ago is the uh, Canadians percent Matt Murray. Mm -hmm. uh, who was it that cut out in front? Uh, Gallagher cut out in front. Was a high Murray just a little bit. Murray gets set, and then the puck goes in the net. Like that—that that should have been a goal, in my eyes. Right. I was actually amazed when I was watching it the next morning on the NHL Network that they called it no goal because I was like, he had plenty of time to find the puck out in front of him, and the shot came from the blue line. It's not like it was a bang bang play. Yeah, it was out at the top of the offensive zone. So, you know, I I just feel like they gotta you know find a better way of using the whole gray area. Uh, you know, is this a goal? Is this not a goal? Yeah, as a fan, I'm always extremely biased on that call, depending on oh, what I heard from. <laughs> it's like, oh no, well, that wasn't fucking appearance. You know, and like the coaches are the same way, the players are yeah. the same way. They're looking at it like, no, oh, that's fucking goal. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's, you know, whatever. It depends on who you're rooting for, where you're going with that call. But I mean, unless yeah. you're like just totally neutral watching a game, but you know, it's, it's funny. This had happened to the Wild last night or the night before. I think Greenway hit the, the, the glove of the goalie when uh, he had it covered and they called it back. So it happens yeah. all the time now. Yeah, yeah you can't, but, uh, I'm still a firm believer. You can't push a pad across the uh, goal <laughs> line to you know, have the puck go in or anything like that. Like, no. Yeah. There's sometimes, like, we're in a position where we can't defend defend ourselves, but we have it covered, right? And all it takes is a little nudge. And Sure. Yeah. You think push the goal is – you think the goalies are as protected these days as they used to be? I mean, you used to touch a goalie and be fucking pissed no, off. No, not at all. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Not at all. I'm, one of my worst fears was as, you know, the games evolved is with the D-men not being able to hold up or, or, you know, not being able to put a stick on someone is a guy turning a corner and just coming straight to the net. Because yeah. as a goalie, you got to hold that post. That you can't you can't give it up because if it goes short side, you got twenty thousand people that are going to be pissed off at you. So you got to hold that ground, and you just like it. You're you're kind of defenseless because your head's sticking straight out there, you know. And you you got your your hands in 
in position, but nothing's really protecting you. Yeah. So when that guy turns the corner, oh, this is my worst fear. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get crushed. Well, the strange part today is there are some teams that can't defend their goaltenders. They, they physically don't have the bodies that would grab somebody and rip their helmet off and just fucking give it to them. They don't, they don't have those guys on their teams right now. No, a lot of teams, you know, don't. But that's a, you know, transition that the NHL is making. You know, it's all about speed, creativity, um, you know, goals, the flashy plays. Like, those guys are, you know, like, unfortunately becoming, uh, you know, extinct. Yeah. Like, like, there's no, you know, police in the red line. Right. You know, in the early earlier days or 14 years ago um you know like an Aaron Downey who's just out there you know ripping push-ups by the blue or you know center ice <laughs> hey you don't see that anymore <laughs> hey uh, you know everything's so skilled 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 you know all four lines have to play the same way you know the top two lines get a little bit more uh of a rope than the bottom bottom two, but you know it's every every team's pretty much cookie cutter for themselves. Yeah, and then hey, the whole uh, thing with the activating the activating the defenseman now and like the the the, the uh, offensive defenseman opposed to the some of the older school guys that are stay at home guys. Yeah. The, I'm sure the goalies probably would prefer the guys that are staying at home more and uh, not leaving you hung out to dry on a three on two or, or three on one with a the forward playing defense. Oh, brings me back to Brad Stewart. One of the best. That guy, he would lay down in front of any shot. I mean, he probably had a better butterfly than I did. (laughs) (laughs) Just eight pucks. He's like, he's the modern day Ian Cole. Guy that just eats puck. (laughs) Like, Sweet, like there'd be times he'd drop down in front of me, like block a shot right in the butterfly. I'd be like, Sweet, great butterfly. <laughs> I, he was awesome to have in front of my, you know, first four or five years in the league. Nice. Jimmy, I'm going to take you back a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know if it was eight, nine, ten years ago, you were in an interview with uh, somebody, and Gordy Howe jumped in on you. And, uh, well, you know, what was it like meeting fucking Gordy Howe? That, yeah, that was, uh, that was really cool. Uh, <laughs> wasn't the first time that I met him, just it, nope. was, it was a surprise for him to come around the corner and jump in the conversation in a media scrum. Like, like, normally, you know, like Mr. Lindsay, Mr. Howe would come around in the mornings you know, pregame skate practices, stuff like that. And, you know, like Mr. Lindsay would go from stall to stall all the way around, make sure he talked to every single guy. Same thing with, you know, Mr. Howe, all the way around. Say hello, you know, how are you doing? Like everything. Like it, it was, it's pretty surreal because you know, obviously, him being Mr. Hockey, you know, he's he's meant so much to the game. But also, you know, with Mr. Lindsay, like, he's meant just as much with the game. I mean, Christ, 
the league, one of the league's best trophies is named Ted Lindsay Award. Yeah. Like, so it was pretty awesome to be able to, you know, see those guys around, around the dressing room um, and just be able to sit down and say hello and, you know, have a normal conversation. And a lot of the times it had nothing to do about hockey. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not in any way trying to compare, you know, the career I never had, but I'm just wondering, you know, I walked away before I even, I never had a chance. Right. So I'm trying to figure out how that feels for you right now, walking away from a game you gave everything to, you know, I, I never got a shot, but you know, I, it's gotta be hard to walk away even after 14 years. Right. I mean, really, no. I knew I was done. I mean, yep. maybe you know the the this whole pandemic played into it. Like, obviously, if it would have been a normal season after last year, and it was a normal summer, and training camp picked up in September, might have been you know some you know some sort of. Oh God, I wish I was still out there, but as it dragged on and, you know, as the league and everything pushed farther and farther away, like I, I got more and more comfortable being at home. I got more and more comfortable, you know, interacting with my wife and my kids. Like, like that, like that's a big thing. Like people don't understand when we're on, you know, we're constantly gone. We're constantly on the road. We're constantly at the rink. Like, that interaction that you want with your kids and your wife isn't always necessarily there. So as everything with the pandemic, you know, pushed on, like everything, you know, the bonds, the friendships and everything, you know, came back together and I was really enjoying myself. So when, you know, all the teams came calling, I had no problem saying, sorry, you're too late to the party. Like if you would have wanted you should have called back in October when free agency opened. Sure. Like even when even when Kenny called me, you know, and I I think of Kenny Holland as you know one of my second dads. The way he treated me, the way you know he was he was strict on me but fair, everything like that. And when he called me, I was like, Kenny, you're about a month and a half too late. <laughs> hey, I'm done. I was like, I'm about to go pick James up from school and we're heading to Chicago for a showcase. <laughs> so like yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I like I knew I was I knew I was done. So so no yes, chance. Well, I mean of, I think uh, what I think what I'm alluding to kind of is I think, you know, like a lot of pro athletes talk about like the struggle they have like once they retire, you know, like adapting to like a normal life and stuff like that. But it sounds like sounds like you're having no problem with that at all which is which is great man yeah which i think also stems from the pandemic like that's the most time we've had you know as a family ever like during the summers like normally i'll be in and main at our lake house and then i'm out back in training and everything like that that i'm in i'm out so like this pandemic, you know, it's kind of helped me adjust because, you know, even though I knew at the beginning of December that 
I was done, there was also, you know, enough leeway time into the season where I could just wrap my head around it that, you know, I'm not going to be playing in the NHL this year. Yeah. For us, we were all talking. It was kind of crazy because there is a ton of teams that could have used you from, you know, from our perspective. We didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. No idea. But we thought for sure there was going to be some team that would be calling and saying, hey, we need you somewhere. Um, again, I don't know the details or anything, but I figured there would be some teams that could fucking use you. No, I mean, there was there – was New Jersey, Pittsburgh, um, Edmonton. Carolina, um, down here, Carolina. Um, <laughs> I'm, missing, I'm missing two off the top of my head. But, I mean, like, like I said. Colorado, Columbus. So there were calls. Yeah, like I I just, like Trevor Daly, my good buddy, he called me now that he's, you know, and front office for uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I go, is this a friendship call or is this a good call? <laughs> he was a little bit of both. I go, let's just get down to the business. And I'm like, <laughs> he goes, okay, we want to bring you on a uh, uh, PTO. I said, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Dallas, really a PTO? Yeah, no. right. No. Not happening. So, I mean, it was like 2000, 2012 um, is when you signed your, your last big deal with Detroit. Um, you know, as a player, you know, getting that, you know, it was a six-year deal, I believe, um, you know, big contract. Is that like, were you just like ecstatic when you got the, the number that you deserved and, you know, coming from a two two-year contract with maybe half the money? I mean, even – you know, it's got to be pretty, pretty cool to sign a contract like that. We just like fucking, this is awesome. Like, what, what goes through your head when you sign a thirty million dollar deal? Uh, well, this is what you set out to do, right? Yeah. Like, this is what you want to be able to take care of your family, you know, first and foremost. And that was that was the biggest thing is to be able to give, you know not only my wife, but my children, you know, the life that I never had. And I think that's what, you know, every father, you know, you know, wants to do is, you know, give their like shouldn't say every father, but most fathers, uh, you, know, <laughs> give, you know, their child, you know, a better life that they had. So that's, that was the biggest thing, you know, coming from, you know, that contract when I signed it was that I was going to be able to, you know, provide a family, provide for my family, you know, the uh, longevity that, you know, it Sure. So, Jimmy, you know, before we let you go, what, what's what's new? What are you going to do now? You know, as athletes, we continue to play, you know, men's league. We take up golf. Um, we play softball. I know you're a softball guy. Uh, I know you uh-huh. play a little bit of uh-huh. golf. Baseball or something? No? No. Golf. Come on. Go- All right. Well, golf. <laughs> So how how's that? Are you gonna just taking that game a little bit more? I see Shaver's been practicing his swing. I saw your uh, swing on Instagram, looking pretty good, John. Actually, 
Well, I'm going to take my game from an eight down to a, hopefully a two, one or scratch. Like that's. Oh, that's really? You're, you're going to be that good? That's what I want to do. And wow. Yeah. A lot of it's got, you know, a lot of it's got to do with the uh, short game. Sometimes okay. I get the yips, you know, with the uh, wedge around the green. So got to work on that. Uh, I mean, like I said, I've got some things in my back pocket that, you know, I'm able to do, but, uh, or I, hopefully we'll be able to do so yeah but right now first and foremost get the handicap down from an eight to you know, <laughs> two one something very respectable have you golf with shaver how's this game going these days he says he's scratch but <laughs> far from it <laughs> you see you see how quiet you got there yeah. a lot of scratches on the scorecard maybe yeah, I fucking scratched my balls. That's about it. <laughs> you sent me, you sent me an Instagram meme tonight with a golf ball on it that says, "Just use it." I'm giving the game up, and that's like yeah. shaving every single fall. <laughs> Get rid of my clubs. Get rid of my clubs. I don't want them. Hey, I hate this. Game. I, threw my, I threw my clubs at the pond at State Park. Mm -hmm. not. <laughs> I've only done that once. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jimmy, you got any clubs you could send me? I threw mine in the pond. <laughs> I'm sure Shaver's got a couple. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of them that are in uh, two pieces. You got to get them back together. But Yeah. <laughs> we just went to what? Golf Galaxy last week, me and uh, Maddie Morley. We're ready. Nice. Ready to roll. You guys are teammates in the uh, old country club up there, right? In the elite. Uh, he plays with Peru. I play with uh, Skinner. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. It's a shit show. <laughs> At the I, state park? I yeah, I yeah. can't believe we haven't been fucking kicked out of there yet. <laughs> do you, do you still use the roof game. over there to get onto, what is it, ninth green or something like that? or what? Yeah, you can play the roof. <laughs> if you get a pitching wedge up on the roof, it rips it right down to about six feet every time. I've done that. I've done yeah. that. The girls in the clubhouse don't appreciate it because it scares the shit out of them. But <laughs> yeah, wake up! It's a it's a ballsy play. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. Well, boys, it's been it's been fun having you on, Jimmy. Uh, it sounds like you're enjoying your retirement, and uh, kudos to you to be able to just leave the game behind and, and focus on family. Uh, that's that's uh, definitely a respectable thing, and. You had an awesome career, um, you know, all the way up from playing in, in, with the Black Bears to uh, Olympics and, you know, winning the Stanley Cup, and 14 years in the league. Unbelievable, especially being a North Country guy from where we grew up. You know, we always, you know, followed you around. And I definitely think you created a lot of Detroit Red Wings fans in St. Lawrence County uh, over the last 14 years, man. So, yeah, it's probably oh, doubled, doubled, <laughs> doubled in red and white jerseys. And hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah. Thanks, Jeremy, for coming on. Great career, man. No problem. Shaver, are you going to stay on with us and talk a little bit more, or you got to go to bed? If you want me to. I just got to go to work tomorrow. I don't care. All right. You stay on. You know, thanks for helping us get Jimmy on. What an amazing career. I know you're one of his good friends and biggest fans, but it was kind of – Probably tough for you. What did you think about him retiring? Was it? Did you think it was time? Or, you know, um, us guys on the podcast, we were like, fuck, we're, 
We thought he had another two years, right? Yeah, we had another two. Off, I think, or I was definitely. I'll speak for myself. I was a little pissed not to see him go somewhere and you know pick up some sort of fucking time there. Um, he deserves it to to do what he wants to do, but yeah, yeah. I was pissed uh, when he <laughs> when he told me he was done. It was because, like he had said, with the COVID and everything, everything slowed down. And the one thing that people don't understand is a lot of the teams weren't going after free agents because they didn't know what the cap was going to be. They didn't know how the year was going to play out. So a lot of people are just stuck with what they had in the AHL and what they had in their organization. So when he said, I'm done, I was like, what the fuck, man, that sucks. But I mean, you deserve it. He started coaching his kid. And I mean, we all play, we have kids. It's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So self selfishly, I wanted him to keep going. He's definitely could do another two years for sure. Yeah, uh, he'll never say it, but the last four years, I mean, he played on yeah some bad some bad teams. Yeah, and especially last year, man. He saw a lot of fucking rubber. It couldn't have been much fun uh, last on, year. Yeah, like five on five shots against. He was like number one in the NHL. Like, and you know, we were talking. And you can't let these guys come in and just shoot like they do. And but he uh, he never once kind of you never heard him say my team wasn't good in front of me tonight. The defense sucks. He always yeah. just said I got to make saves, and I respect the shit out of him for doing that. He's just uh, yeah yeah good. He's a real good pro, you know. Yeah, it was great. Let's uh, get into some NHL talk. Yeah, go you ahead, guys want to? We got a we got a commercial for uh, the wraparound. Hockey. Drinks. Yeah, we just got a, a quick uh, before we talk. Uh, take a leak, guys, and do what you got to do. But uh, wraparound, they go on your stick, Rob. Show them how they go on. Uh, it's really easy. You just put them on your stick, and uh, to save your blade. I mean, if you got young kids like Shaver, who's playing, kids are playing hockey. These save the blades. I mean, hockey sticks are 150, 200 bucks. You put this on the blade. And uh, they can uh, protect this stick while they're doing uh, um, street hockey. So um, you see how here's Rob's a little commercial. Stroked, did you see how Rob stroked that down so well? He, he's like he's got experience. <laughs> little quick break, boys. We'll be right back. We get the question a lot of what surface can I use the hockey wraparound on? You can use it on any surface from smooth concrete to the roughest asphalt. Today we'll be shooting on asphalt in my driveway. Alright, a few common questions we get asked about wraparound while Casey's shooting. Number one, wraparounds work on both left and right-handed stick. It's one unit for each. Two, the size of your stick. Whether you're youth, intermediate, or senior, the wraparound will cut down to the length of your stick so that you can use it no matter what. 
Another thing about the wraparound is we've completely covered the toe of the stick so that you can practice your toe drags and other things while you're outside. One of the best features about the wraparound is it eliminates the small spaces that you may have with a shooting board or other training tools. Literally, the entire earth is your surface to play on. Go. All right, we saw some really good wrist shots there. But uh, <laughs> that's the wraparound, boys. I, I could definitely use them down here in Florida because it's uh, it's nice all year round. We got a net out at the end of the driveway that my boys uh, yeah. like to mess around with. And we've got separate sticks for that because, it, you know, the, the pretty much the bottom of the stick just gets worn right off on the uh, asphalt. So pretty good idea, man. Um, some of these new hockey training things have really uh, helped these young kids be able to, you know, play hockey um, wherever they are, if they're inside, like with the super digger and stuff like that. Um, all kinds of cool training stuff that I've never had when I was a kid. So it's good stuff to, you know, for these guys to, uh, you know, get some off ice training. So yeah, get on their website, check it out. Yeah, it's a great idea. I mean, we you you guys remember playing street hockey and uh, our wooden sticks? We had wooden sticks back in the day, and a couple you slippers. Could yeah, a couple slippers. It would just wear on the bottom. And what this does for the composite is saves that uh, composite stick, so they can keep it. You know, save you 150, 200 bucks. So it's a great product. It's a um, hockey wraparound. Go there and check it out. Um, but yeah, so uh, All right, a little cool. bit Let's get some hockey news. I, the one thing I wanted to talk about was Buffalo. We got, uh, you know, Rob on here, big Buffalo Sabres guy. Um, there were some rumors, <laughs> rumors that they're going to trade. You know, who knows what they said. Tra you know, the offers were out there. People were, um, you know, giving them offers for Jack Eichel. Would it be stupid? I mean, Faber, Rob, what do you guys think, Mark? I mean, I've seen it. I think they might be able to get like a whole line for them, you know, well, that might help them propel yeah, exactly. their team some win well, columns. But if, if if I was Buffalo, you know, I would want at least four guys, right? Maybe a draft pick. What do you guys think? If I was Buffalo, I wouldn't want to get rid of a Jack fucking ankle. No, there's. <laughs> I don't think they will. It's all speculation, but yeah, think, I mean, Shaver? it depends. Like you know, his what his production is and stuff like that. He's obviously a great player. Um, but I do watch other teams in the league where they're getting a lot of production out of their third and fourth lines. Um, and having a, uh, having a team that has four good lines or at least three good lines with a, a good uh, defensive line in there that's playing some man down and stuff, um, it's hard to win. Like, look at uh, Edmonton, the, the Dreisaitl, and uh, <clears throat> McDavid up there. It's hard to win with just a couple of superstars. So, you know, does Buffalo have enough where Eichel can propel them or can they get yeah. three guys that are going to contribute um, and score goals, you know, on the regular? I don't know. I mean, that's that's what I see. I, I see these teams with the superstars, you know, um, that don't have a lot around them. Not, they can't do it by themselves anymore. It's not like the game used to be. The game is so fast. Um, you know, they can't, they can't do it on their own and you need a good balanced team with at least three good lines to do anything. I mean, the fourth line's playing, um, just a two, three minutes less than the first line these days. Um, yeah. you know, your top players. He's a captain. You're, you're going to sell your captain away. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't quite understand it. But. Take some notes from Montreal and, uh, Ottawa. <laughs> what do you think, Shaver? It's just a mess there. What would you do? Uh, he, he's he's given him everything he's had. Uh, it yeah. kind of sucks to be him. He's never complained. 
but he's in a lose-lose situation. They suck. Uh, they <laughs> no, have you're no, right. They have no defense. They have no goaltending. When your best players on your team are your third and fourth liners, that says a lot about your team. You can't get the puck out of your own zone. So you guys on the offense that are supposed to be scoring are null, like it doesn't matter. And then your grinders are the guys showing up because that's what they're fucking supposed to do. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Tough call, man. How do you get rid of him? But I mean, he's at a point now where he's just like, all right, I've never complained. I've given you everything. Uh, We suck. Uh, we don't. Well, ever... What would you have to get for him, John? Though, if you were the GM, let's say you were going to trade him, like how many guys would you have to get for him? Like easily three guys, right? You, you got to get three roster players and a first and a second. Yeah, easily. That's what Rob and I were talking about the other day. We were saying at least three, four guys in a in a draft pick. Um, yeah. You got to get three it, guys that can play right now. Yeah, that can be a second line. That can produce a couple first lines. Um, players they never do produce. anything with defense, though. Like I know Robbie's a Buffalo guy. I'm a big Bills guy. Sabers, uh, I, I watch. I watch him more, but because I don't really watch the Wings that much anymore. Yeah. But uh, they just never do anything with their defense. Their defense sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they got that Dowling kid. Like he was a first rounder, but it means more of an offensive guy than than you defensive. Saw. Yeah, it's, it's right. definitely soft. They got rid of Bogosian. <laughs> right. Well, he wanted the fuck out of there. Yeah. yeah. Where are yeah. they? In the, are they? They're way down. Look at that. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So minus you know, fourteen. Look at that minus fourteen goal differential. Like right. that's just fucking awful. Yeah. Like I, I mean, did did everyone on the pot, everyone here tonight, expect Buffalo to do much better this year? Like. Bring Taylor Hall in. Like, what the fuck? What What do they got to do there? They brought Taylor Hall in, and they've already re-signed him. Like, they they like what they saw there. They got Stall too, right? They brought Stall. Stall from Wild, but but he he's a lazy player. I mean, watched him with the Wild for uh, a he's couple of years. He's made, he's made his money. He's it is what yeah. it is. Jeff Skinner contract is the biggest joke in the NHL. Yeah. It's just a mess down there. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're going to do, but it's for Jack Eichel, like Shaver said, it just sucks for him because he's, he's giving all he can. It's just, how, how do you go to the rink and be fired up? And you must just go there dragging your feet right. and fucking. You're go- yeah. going in hope, hoping that you're only minus two for the night. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, really, I mean, that's try to be positive, try to be plus one. I mean, they're even, it's awful. Yeah. But they do have some players, you know, like you talk about Halsey. Well, they you know, have players, uh, yeah. You know, a Skinner, a Reinhardt kid or whatever. Um, yeah, they have some players. Our What's that? Or- Casey Middlestad. Yeah. Casey Middlestad. Yeah, just, I mean, like you said, need some better defensive uh, players, a goalie. Um, you know, just a – I mean, you can't you can't win in the NHL unless you have a good goalie. I mean, it's yeah. – the team's scoring too many goals now. I mean – like we talked about before, you need to score at least three goals a game to try to win a game. You know, right. so if you're only scoring one, two goals a game, you're not going to win games. You know, unless no. you have like a stud goalie that can, you know, hold other teams to one goal, or two goals, it's just not happening anymore. I mean, you look at the scores yeah. of the games; it's you know five four, four three, 
I mean, you have to be uh, somewhat defensive to, you know, hold teams to two goals, you know, because it's, if you, if you can't and your team can't score three goals, that's the kind of the, the number they talk about to win games. So they need to figure out how to keep teams under that three goal mark. And I think that's the biggest struggle. Well, that's, like, that's the regular season too, though. Like Toronto is the biggest Houdini team in the NHL. They're going to light everyone up. And then once the playoffs start, they're going to be nothing. They suck. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, Matthews is. is on a streak now, but he should, you know, can he keep it up the second half? Like going into the playoffs, you want him to be on that streak. Um, it's hard to be that good for that many games. I mean, he's peaking at the wrong time, really, the season. I mean, I mean fuck, what do you carry your scoring goals every night? But, you know, it's yeah. tough to keep that up for too long. Um, you know, he's just been on fire. But, you know, like I said, Toronto is just one of those teams that just lets, lets their fans down every year. Um, I do think that the uh, the Lightning is is a really good team, and the Florida Panthers have ha actually had a, a decent season so far. Kind of a surprise there um, to see them winning as many games as they are, and then you have uh, a nice coach down there, um, Quenville. Yeah, let's go right right around the uh, divisions real quick in here, and well, you know, talk about what's going on. Like you know, we just talked about uh, the East. Like, what surprises you there? Like. Uh, it's not Boston's down. Washington just beat Boston tonight, uh, so they got another two points. Um, Islanders. I mean, I, I think this might be the. I guess my question is, what what division do you guys like best? I mean, what's the most? Well, I want to stop and before we go further, I want to stop and ask John first of all, what do you think of the way the NHL? you know, divvied up the, the, these divisions the you know, the North or the Canadian division. I, I think uh, the three divisions that we have in the States was probably the best way travel wise and yeah. the biggest mistake they made, but it wasn't a mistake because it's what they had to do was mm -hmm. an all Canadian division because now all the people North of the border have a boner and they expect this nonstop. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Speaking, right. Speaking so, of owner, the old landing strip in Toronto, who's been there? <laughs> <laughs> Have you been there, Shaper? No, just the limit, the limit in Prescott. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that the East of – go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, Mark. No, I was going to say that East division, I think is, you know, if I had to, you know, pick what the division was going to do um, before the year started, I think it's – pretty close to where I would think it was going to be. I mean, the Islanders were pretty good at the end of last season, the Bruins caps and Philadelphia came on at the end of last year. Those four teams were probably the best teams in that division last year. And then the, the, the uh, last uh, four teams were pretty much the teams that weren't, were like borderline, you know, the Rangers maybe, you know, had some life at the end of last season, but not enough to do much. And uh, the other three teams, I think, probably were going to fall in that bottom half. So I don't think there's too many surprises in the East so far. Yeah, you're sure. right. I'm with you on that. Yeah, Philly, Vegas, I, thought... I think Vegas, I think, is probably the biggest surprise for me. I mean, I watched them uh, two nights ago against the Wild. Uh, they do look very, like, very good. But I thought that the Blues in uh, Colorado would be above them, and the Kings have kind of surprised me too with how well they've been playing. The biggest thing though was the COVID bullshit. Yeah. Like with some of these teams, they started off with, you know, issues yeah, with that. Right two weeks back. off. Right. 
So it's it's a weird fifty six game sprint, but yeah, and then packing two weeks into the rest of the season because they missed five games, you know. Well, so now teams are doubling up, and it's tough to go back to back to back with the same fucking team. Yeah, that that was going to be my you know for me that's a big question you know because you start off you're playing the same team three or four times. And, you know, that's not normal, right? So it, at least when the, the divisions were the way they used to be, you have a chance to go play some teams. You might win some. You might lose some. But when you get back to your division and you're playing in the division, at least you know how to buckle up and make some changes. But when you're, you're playing the same team four times in a row, like Montreal started out of the gates like 8-1, and 9-1, and one, and then they – you know, they're not doing so great. So, you know, to, to me, th- this season is – it's just strange altogether because some teams that you thought were going to do well, you know, just the way their games were, were, were set up, you know, I don't think they could find the success. Like, for we're looking at uh, the Canadian division. Vancouver's a better team than they're, they're showing. I, I believe they are. I mean, Calgary's a better team. I don't think Montreal would be in the same position if they were, you know, still playing in the Atlantic, right? Yeah, probably not. I mean, probably not. Right. So, you know, the teams that are having success right now, you know, even Toronto sitting at the top of the north, I'm not sure that they're going to be sitting at the top of – yeah, well, who do they got to play? Boston. Boston's the only one that can give them a competition if it was back well, to, you know. So I don't know. Toronto, Toronto's a legit team. You can't give that, take that away from them just because they have it in the Canadian division. I, I mean, I, I actually think they might win the cup this year. Well, I think that, we'll see. They have to play. <laughs> Shaver doesn't like that. I think the that they, one, one thing that I kind of think about with this this format for this shortened season is that it, the standings are skewed in my opinion of who the best teams are because they're only playing teams in their division so you know toronto is not playing boston they're not playing uh tampa bay they're not playing uh the capitals or you know some of the better teams in the in the east you know so they're just playing the canadian teams right so if you have uh teams that aren't playing that well in your division it makes you look really good um, cause you're not playing the rest of the league like you usually do, where usually you're playing every fucking team at some point right. yeah, um, throughout the year. Um, you might, it's, you know, you might get to play some teams like, uh, Buffalo or, uh, <laughs> you know, the senators or some of the, the shittier teams in the league and get yeah, easy I, wins yeah. too. So, I mean, that skews your, your, uh, wind column up a little bit, but right. uh, it's, it's just funny, you know, how the way it is and to see the teams on the top of their, of their divisions, are they really the best team? one of the best teams in the league or is their division just kind of weak or, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's definitely skewed in my opinion. Yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree with that, Mark, you know, Colorado is another team that, you know, look, we had Jared Bednar on and we thought for sure that they would be maybe closer to, you know, first in that West division. Um, but they're, you know, they're sitting fourth right now behind Minnesota, St. Louis and Vegas. It, it just does not feel like the teams that are having the success right now are the ones that would normally have, you know, the same kind of success. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. And 
that's what we got to deal with. It's kind of the asterisk season, I guess. I, I that's what I call it, the asterisk season. But um, one last thing that I wanted to talk about before we all can get off and hit the sack was I don't know if uh, you guys heard, but Zach Parisi's the healthy scratch tonight. What do you guys think about that? Oh shit, Ben. Well, you know I've watched the games going on right now. I'm going to catch it after we leave here, um, some of it, but the. Uh, his performance has been pretty poor. I mean, he's been moved down to the third line. Uh, he hasn't had much production except for like uh, two weeks ago. He had a couple points uh, like right in a row, a couple games yeah. in a row, but he hasn't been having a great season. Um, but he also isn't playing with playmakers. Like he's playing with like a, a, a Felino and uh Rask or something like that, which, you know, he's used to playing with two of the top guys on the team, you know, with a Fiala, or a Zuccarello or somebody like that, that's going to be feeding that puck to the net and he grinds and, you know, around the net and gets goals. So, you know, take a guy like that, put him with some less caliber skilled players. Can he still make it happen? You know, can he, can he be the guy that's creating on that line to make, make it happen for those three guys? And I don't think he's been able to step up to that point. He needs a hard worker, right? He's a, he's a, he's a goal scorer, but he's a hard worker and he grinds for most of his goals in front of the net. So I just, yeah, I see that's I see that being one of his issues is him getting bumped down, not playing with the top guys anymore. It's yeah. a lot of money in the stands, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. A lot, a lot of money, a lot of money on that fucking healthy scratch. That's for sure. That hurts. Yeah, yeah maybe I mean, it's traded. You know, uh, who's gonna pay? Who's gonna fucking absorb that contract that he's got? No one. And you know they're losing right now to Vegas, one nothing. They should have won. They should have beat Vegas the other night. They they're playing okay right now. Um, you know they got Creel Dollar Bill Kriprasov who's putting the puck in the net, leading scorer. Um, but Parisi, he's he got benched because um, in the last shift when the Vegas tied it up in regulation, he was out there for almost two minutes, and I guess the head coach was a little pissed. He had an opportunity to change, and he didn't change. He stayed out there kind of um, hoping he could get a point. And um, they actually, you know, according to NHL.com, they, Dean, Dean, Dean Evison talked to him and uh, said, listen, we can't have this. Uh, any other player, rookie, whatever, I'd have to sit him. So I'm going to sit you sit you tonight. So it could be an eye-opener. But like you said, Mark, he's not a flashy player. I, I mean, I grew up idolizing him, but he, he scores like the puck bounces off his neck and goes into the goal. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's had a lot of good players around him for most of his career on the first line. And, you know, power play, I mean, say what you will. If you're a power play guy, your numbers are going to be inflated. Yeah. Um, same thing if you're playing with the top two guys on the team every night. Uh, when you go yeah, down to play with the – you're playing with the grinders, you know. You go you go down to play with the, the line that's out there playing defense. Um, that's their role is to play defense and hit people and shit and, you know, maybe get a goal here and there. So it changes how hard he has to work for points, right? But I understand what you're saying. The guy's staying out on the ice too long, and it's hard for a coach to put – player like that on the bench for sure i mean that's yeah, it, it, it sounds like he was just kind of being selfish like i guess he's point hungry wants to get points 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 you know and uh um it backfired on him so yeah i do? think they ran that team for a long time with uh stall and parisi and um fucking who else am i missing here 
Koivu uh, was there for Koivu, yeah. You know, where they kind of were telling the coach what to do for a number of years. And the um, GM. You know, when Bruce Bordeaux was there, like, you know, they were kind of running the show and telling Bruce what was going on. I know Jordan <laughs> expressed that a couple of times yeah. um, when he was first there, you know, like these guys are running the team with the coach. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I, I like it. If I had a fire under his ass, you know, maybe he comes back next game and, you know. The Wild points. wins the cup this year. What do you think, Shaver? What's that? <laughs> Minnesota Wild's going to win the cup. No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's get three guys from St. Lawrence County. Three, if one, they won one last cup. night, they would have been probably one of the hottest teams in the, in the uh, league as far as wins in a row, but they did not lose in overtime. So, But they've been on a hot streak. Uh, they're playing the Kings. Well. Yeah, they're playing The Kings well. actually had, were on a hot streak for a while there. Um, they smoked the Wild like two weeks ago, and the Wild ended up beating them the last two games. You but. guys think we can uh, turn Shaver into a Wild fan? You think we can get him on next time with the wild jersey or a shirt? Absolutely. Yeah. If we can get probably if we can get some free gear for him, you know. Like I guess uh, I, I'll shoot him some free gear. We could buy him. We could buy him into being a fan. Fuck, hook me up with some socks. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> oh boys. Well, it's been a good podcast. You guys have any other news you want to talk about, or you ready That's to wrap it. it up? That's we it. We can talk about the the Canadians getting rid of Claude Julien. Uh, I have one, I have one beer left, so I can talk. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, we, yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about the uh, the Canadians pulling the trigger a little bit early. You know, they were really hot. I mean, obviously, they won a bunch of games at the beginning of the season. You know, coach was doing great. Best coach in the league. Fired the coach and the goalie coach. Yeah, but yeah, they're really. so biased. Like, they always want a coach that's fucking speaks Canadian or French. French. And- it's just why why are you trying to do that? I, there's just you know, we all grew up on the border shaver, obviously can spit into Canada. Um, but you know, we've been to Montreal, we go there for New Year's or whatever, but you know, they're so hardcore on that French speaking and French Canadian and is it backfiring on them? It almost is. Like there's good coaches out there, like you know what I mean, yeah. Shaver? Why why do you have to why do you have to have a French-speaking fucking coach? It's just kind of – In Quebec, uh, they don't like English people as much. That's why. <laughs> not even close. Like, we, <laughs> yeah. we we used to go there every year when Jimmy would go there, and uh, my wife would go, and it was always the worst road trip ever because I really hate to say it, but the people are assholes. They are. French frogs. They absolutely are. And – uh the organization caters to them, and I think, uh, I mean, their last couple was in 1993, and I don't think that's a, it's a coincidence, you know. They just. <laughs> yeah, I heard Patrick Wall was in the running for the position. Like, like, why do they think they have to have a French-Canadian coach? Is it like they're that hardcore, like they want to keep it? Yeah. Like. It's a French speaking. Well, fine. Someone's got to talk to the press there, and I'm sure they don't want him to do it in English. Well, that's fine. Then keep losing. I mean, I don't know what to say. Well, that's, that's where they're at right now, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it's stupid how fast they fire coaches. I mean, the guy obviously had a great, um, great run in the beginning. I mean, your teams go through little slumps. I mean, if it was a regular season and you lose five or six games, big fucking deal, you know. But I guess with a 56-game season, 
maybe they were a little more apt to pull the trigger quickly. But we've seen it a couple of times where, where teams have been like with Jersey a couple of years ago, they had four coaches and, you know, just at some point it's not the coach's fault, right? You need to make yeah, some yeah. changes. The front office needs to make some trades, whatever yeah. it is, you know, you can't polish a turd type thing. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think it just falls on the coach and, you know, front office. So we'll change the coach and we're going to start winning. But, I mean, sometimes it's valid, right? Bruce Pedreau, I think that was a good um, – he had a good time there. Uh, he was there quite a while. They weren't winning, but, you know. And uh, they, they left Dean in as the interim, and he, he's doing great. Um, the Blackhawks sent in Quenville to Florida. Look at Florida. Two years later, they're winning games. And, you know, teams firing legendary coaches and thinking that they're going to uh, – you know, pick up some yeah. other person that's going to make them win, but but also you know, coaches coaches get to stay longer too because of situations like Detroit. Jeff Blashill is over his head; he doesn't push the right buttons, but he also doesn't have the players to coach. He's going to not be the coach next year, but there's no sense of firing him this year because it's a gong show. So what are you yeah. going to do? You're going to fire him? and bring in someone else that's going to coach them, they're not good. I mean, everyone knows they're not good. They don't have the pieces. They don't have the players. They're too young. They're not ready. So just let him ride out this shit storm and then get rid of them when you get the people you need. They're four years away from even being over 500. Sadly, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah, they're minus 30 goal differential minus fucking 30. I was going to say how, how bad does it have to be for Greece to come in from, you know, a solid New York Islanders team to just getting shelled. Right. It, it, yeah, it sucks, but those are the things that like, that bothered me that like everyone like took issue with like Jimmy having like, you know, a career worse year last year, but it's like with the people in front of him and the way that they played no one was going to have success there. Zero. Yeah. And then he, right. and he took all the shit and he just put it upon right. himself, said, Hey, I got to make saves. But they had, you know, guys out there playing defense that, you know, if I would have lost 15 pounds, I probably could have been there six defense. You <laughs> probably could have. <laughs> and I don't play defense. I mean, <laughs> no back checking. No. Well, to me, we, we and we said the same thing, John, you know, all last year we were saying this is not Jimmy Howard's fault. Nope. This is not his fault. You you basically fire him, send him off to retirement, and you have the same results. To me, that's vindication for Jimmy. And, I'm you know, I'm glad he gets to, you know, say I'm going to retire on my own terms. Now I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it looks good. Yeah, and that's what he's. You know, he always said. You know, he he never paid attention to the outside stuff. He's a, a true professional. He never threw his guys out there, and he just said, you know, it's time to go. So, yeah, I think he kind of wanted to retire and and uh, from Detroit too. Is I don't know if he mentioned it or you mentioned it that he you know wanted to stay there until he was done and not move his family anywhere or be away from his family. You know, to go yep. play. You know, so that's probably a big factor, you know, to go to another city. He's not going to get up and move for a year or two, right? So his family's going to stay there, and he's going to have to fucking go live somewhere else for right, the right. season. And, you know, that's at that point, you know, when he's got kids that he wants to watch play and, 
coach and shit like that. You know, is it worth it? He's made a ton of money. You know, um, it's not like he needs to play another year to pad his bank account. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. No. He just he's a competitor, and he knew it was uh, it was time. It was it was over. Yeah, fourteen years. I mean, that's a pretty long career, right? He had a great career, I think, and uh, all with the same all with the same team, which is all with the same team. team. Huge, huge, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. Oh. I I really enjoyed hearing, you know, I'd forgotten about his, you know, his earlier seasons and all of the, you know, future Hall of Famers that he played with. Yeah. Like most guys have no idea what that even feels like, right? So he's had a career, you know, he's lived with. Yeah, and if he did play another year for another team, like these guys are going to play for a bag of pucks, you know, like we talk about, you know, these discounted veterans now that are going to play yeah. for 750, you know, less money than they're paying the entry guys. Um, you know, is it worth it to go do that and sacrifice, you know, for the amount of money they're going to pay them? Because uh, they're not going to pay any any of these guys on their last couple of years anymore. None of them are getting any money. Um, they're all discounted players. They're all paying the young guys now. So, I mean, that's, that's another part, you know, like to sac- make that huge sacrifice where you're not, you're going to be getting, you go from five, $6 million a year to fucking seven fifty after the, you know, yeah. taxes yep. and union fees and all that shit. You know, he's getting like what, four or 500,000. Um, shit. It's not, it's a lot of money, obviously to us, but you know, somebody that's had a $30 million contract, you, is it worth it for, for the sacrifice you got to make to go to another team, you know, just to keep it going. Right. Sorry, boys. The, the dog just went crazy. <laughs> well, yes, we appreciate sir. everyone coming on, John. We appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you uh, hooking us up with Jimmy. Uh, we know you and Jimmy are good friends. Thank you so much for getting them on. It kind of sucks, Jimmy's. We can't watch Jimmy anymore on the uh, uh, on the big screen in the NHL on the show, but. Uh, we still got Zach Bogosian. He's still in there. We got Jordan Greenway. We got a couple boys from the yep. our hometown still playing. So uh, hockey's still still big in uh, the three one five. Absolutely, yes, sir. I mean, when the Red Wings were playing and there was you know a bunch of games on, didn't know what to watch. I'd throw. The, I'm not a Red Wings fan, but I'd throw the game on and see if Jimmy was in net. If he was in net, I'd watch the game. If he wasn't in net, you know, that night I'd switch to a, a different game, but. You know, I always checked in on the Red Wings to see if he was playing uh, for sure. to catch him, catch him uh, in the nets. And, you know, I'm going to miss that as far as uh, being able to watch him. And obviously John has uh, uh, been watching his whole career and been going to his games uh, every year and shit like that. So kind of sucks for you, Johnny, that uh, you can't, you know, take the take the boys to the Red Wings games and watch him anymore. I'm sure you could still take them to the games. It won't be the same, you know. Outdoor games. No, absolutely not. <laughs> How many sets of pads do you think Jimmy's acquired over the years? None, because they all are sold. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, For he the doesn't get to keep any of them. Oh, they're sold by the organization? Yeah, so like when you go to Detroit, when you go to their new arena, they have a, a huge shop where you can buy literally any piece of equipment that you want. You can buy skates, sticks, elbow pads, gloves, goalie blockers, gloves. They do that here in Raleigh, Rob. Yeah. So I I guess I didn't realize they had the – I didn't think they had – 
I thought they had the choice to put that stuff in there. Uh, not in Detroit, because even like his helmets, uh, he has one helmet from the Winter Classic, and he actually had to pay for it because they Get were going to here. No, they were going to auction that helmet off. Um, so when the game was over, they came in, they were going to grab the helmet from him, and he's like, "No, I'm keeping this." And they're like, "No, that's going up for auction." And uh, he said, "No, I, I'm taking this home." <laughs> And they said, well, you, you can take it, but you're going to pay for it. And uh, a couple weeks later, they came to him with a number that they thought that it would, you know, raise for, on an auction, and uh, he, he had to buy it. Oh, shit. So at his house, he has that helmet, and then he has his uh, Olympic helmet. But, yeah, no, in Detroit, everything is sold. Oh, shit. That's fucking I think, gay, man. I, yeah. That's the same thing here in Raleigh. Like, uh, we can go to the Canes. They have, like, an auction. Uh, where they sell all old equipment and uh, for price. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Pretty gay. I think Pretty we're sick. actually – so how close are you guys to Pinehurst? Uh, we're about two – about an hour – no, not a couple hours. Hour north. Okay. We go there and play on the I've – t- I've taken my family down there. We put on that big green there. Oh, so we're not too far. Yeah. About yeah, an hour. We, we think probably in June there's eight of us coming in. For a four day or at Pinehurst number two. Okay. Nice. Well, let me know, John. Yeah. I'll uh, might take a swing down. I'll try to get me, Rob, and Telfer maybe. And yeah, maybe we're, uh, we're trying to set it up with uh, Maddie and Jeff Peru and then uh, Howard's dad himself, uh, a couple other guys from Detroit, and uh, go down, do a, a three day or a four day, three night thing right there as like yeah. a retirement party. It's cheap. It's nice, and uh, yeah. Let me know. I'll definitely be there. I'll come down. Well, I'll get a, I'll get my foursome, but we'll get our own shit and hang out for sure. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. So I that's like that. that's something we've been working on. So nice. We'll All right, you crazy fuckers. It's been right, real. Boys. Jimmy Howard, the Detroit Red Wings, uh, real little retirement talk here with him tonight, and uh, it's been a pleasure to have Johnny Shaver on, a uh, friend of the program, and. It's, I don't know. He's been on four or five times now, so we'll have to get you back in with some of your perspectives. Yes, on what's going come on, on with more, us. John. Come on, you gotta, out with us more. You got to update my picture. That's fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah, I like it. You I told you we had covered, John. That's sick. Like, was there like two guys that kept their helmets on because they're going bald, or what the fuck's going on there? <laughs> I know Charlton. Charlton and Jaber definitely bald. What do we got here? Oh, there we go. Oh, Stanley Cup. You should have sent that to us. We would have uploaded You, you that didn't one. give me the option. You just said I got you covered. Well, we had this one. That and then you did one. Yeah, you bring in the one where I had my 19th beer at 10 o'clock a.m. A.m. All right. Well, boys, All right, buddy. Um, until next time, keep your stick on the ice. See ya. Thanks, John. Oh, Thanks for coming out, boys. Done. See you, boys. Keep your head up.